One of my prayers this morning was that somehow God would take lots of different pieces and put them together. And so as we transition a little bit, um, man, it is good. I, did you guys see a difference from the stage from last Sunday? It was all wood. You guys, scriptures, I saw tons of scriptures and took some pictures of different verses and prayers and things. And um, it's so fun. It's so fun to know that God is doing a good thing in our midst. And as Isaiah 54 says that we are, we expanded to the left and right, our stage. We expanded in front of us and went behind us. And so it's, it's good that God is doing something. And I just, I realized, I think I said it last Sunday. I didn't, I don't think I gave all the details. I don't think I gave every single detail, but it is one of those things where God performs miracles in lots of different ways. And I, I just kind of touched the service that um, the government gave us money and we're using it to do this. The idea was just to give a little more information. There was a tax credit. It's called the ERC, Employee Retention Credit, uh, because during COVID, we didn't fire any of our employees. In fact, we um, gave raises during the COVID. And so because of that, the government said, thank you. And they gave us money. And so it was one of those things where I saw that it was available. I thought maybe we'll get a thousand, maybe $2,000. That'd be really nice to get $2,000. And I want you to know the government gave us over a hundred thousand dollars. That is, that is above and beyond, right? That's who does that? And I've talked to other pastors, and they're like, how much? How did you get that? What did you do? And the same favor isn't available for everyone else. And so it's just amazing that God is so good to us. And I'm saying that because uh, this word came to my mind. It's kind of like um, when someone is up on stage, and they pull a rabbit out of a hat. They put their hands up, and they say, uh-huh, what do they say? Ta-da, ta-da, that word ta-da. They say, ta-da, I feel like God giving us that money is really like ta-da. And does anybody know does anybody know in Hebrew how to say thanksgiving, how to say thank you? Toda. Toda. It goes, it, it emphasis on the da. So it's toda. That's how you say thank you. So God is like, ta-da. And then our response is, toda, right? Toda. I love that. And that's what I want to talk about this morning is we're talking Thanksgiving's this th Thursday. And uh, I don't want to go oh, dive into everything about that word because there's a whole word study that's really cool. Um, but toda just means thank you. There's seven different words for praise. And this is one of the words for praise, but it's specifically on the idea of giving God thanks for all that he has done in our lives. And Jen kind of talked about that during worship, that we can recount, we can remember all the things that God has already done, and we just give him praise and we give him thanks for all he's done. And so this is a word that really you still use in modern Hebrew. If someone gives you something, you say, toda, you just say thank you, right? And so it's a word that's still being used. And um, toda, it's just... Okay, really quick. I won't go down the rabbit hole of all the word study, but it's connected to the word Yoda, not Yoda, Yoda. Um, and Yoda means to praise, but with your hands. Yod means hands. So it's connected to this idea that when I said ta-da, or when we say Yoda, there is something about we give God thank you. We, we raise our hands, we, give an, we bring a sacrifice of thanksgiving. There's, in Old Testament, they would bring burnt offerings, they would do things, and so during the harvest festival, they would bring sacrifices, they would burn on the altar as a thanksgiving offering to God. And so this is where Thanksgiving comes from. Again, I don't want to go down all this whole rabbit hole, but when the pilgrims celebrated Thanksgiving, it was connected to the Jewish holidays. It was connected to um, giving thanks during the harvest. And so this is where our nation has found, founded this you know, government holiday, is to give God thanksgiving for all he's done. And so I, I love that. I look at the word, you know, I don't know. If I were to phrase uh, this morning's message, um, Tada, toda, right? What you receive when you give thanks. Um, really quick, I feel like when my kids were knit together in their mother's womb and they came out of the womb, it was like a 
God saying, ta-da, here's your child. And for me, it was a ta-da moment. I was like, God, I can't believe you are entrusting me this beautiful child. I'm so thankful for a healthy child, right? It was a ta-da, ta-da moment. Um, over 20 years ago, when my bride came down the middle aisle and was looking at me wearing her beautiful dress, it was a ta-da from God, like, Ryan, I'm giving you this gift. And it was a ta-da in my heart. I was overwhelmed with thanksgiving, right? This woman is going to be mine, right? And this idea that we can go through all these things where there's moments where God is showing off. God is giving us good things. I, I'm going from like kind of big epic things in my life, but even smaller things like um, we were praying for healing today. I'm thinking of just several months ago, my son Joshua had a broken collarbone from playing football and he went to youth group on a Wednesday night and he comes over here and saying, oh yeah, I just raised my hands during worship and God healed my collarbone. We're like, wait, what? And it's completely healed. That was God showing off. God saying, ta-da, look what I can do. I can do a miracle, ta-da. And for me, my response should be, ta-da, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you've done. And there's this idea that I, I would love to create more ta-da, ta-da moments. I can't make God do something, but I think the reality is, I think God is saying ta-da pretty much every day of my life, and I'm not the one saying ta-da. God is showing off his glory, right? It's, we see it in sunrise. Sometimes I wake up in the morning early, and I see the sunrise and the beautiful clouds, and it's like God's showing off, saying ta-da, and Sometimes I respond correctly and I say, Toda. But I wonder how many times God has said, Tada, in my life, and I've not said, Toda. How many times in your life, God is, it says that every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Every good thing that has happened in your life was a gift from Him. How many times do we stop and say, Toda, thank you, God, right? There's these, these opportunities, I think, all day long. I've shared this testimony before. Probably when I'm driving on the freeway all day long, angels are protecting me and protecting those around me from my fast driving, right? And I'm unaware of all of God's grace and mercy and miracles to keep everyone safe, right? The idea is I'm not giving toda all the time, but I want to increase it. And I want to encourage you some reasons why, because it's one of these things that when we actually say toda, God actually gives, there's actually an effect, there's things that happen where God is actually able to say ta-da again and give us things. And so I want to look um, at a text really quick that kind of shares this story. Um, Luke chapter 17. You can turn there if you want. Luke chapter 17, starting in verse 11. Um, I'm going to have up on the projector the message Bible because um, it highlights some things I wanted to highlight. But you can read in any translation you like. They're all good. They're all my favorite. If you realize on Sunday mornings, I don't ever stick to one translation. I like bouncing between all of them. Um, but let's read Luke 17, verse 11 through 19, and we'll go back and pick out a few things. But it says this. It happened that as he, Jesus, made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance, but raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Taking a good look at them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. They went and while still on their way, became clean. One of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He kneeled at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus said, we're not ten healed? Where are the nine? Can none be found to come back and give glory to God except this outsider? Then he said to him, get up on your way. Your faith has healed you and saved you. 
All right, we'll stop there. I love this story. Probably the first time I ever heard this story when I was a kid, and my mom used to make me listen to Donut Man tapes. Remember cassette tapes? Anyone know cassette tapes? My kids have no idea what that is. Cassette tapes, and there was a song. Does anyone know besides me? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't forget to say thank. Daniel and I are the only ones. Donut Man, all right. Um, but Donut Man had a song, Thank You, and it was about this story, right? Don't forget to say thanks. And I know my mom is a big proponent on giving thanks. She taught her junior kindergartners for 30 plus years to always say thank you, manners. And if you were the first person to say thank you, what happened, Mrs. Donnelly, in your classroom? A handful of M&Ms. The first kid, when she'd hand them something that said thank you, oh, big handful of M&Ms would get on their desk. And guess what? Every kid, thank you, thank you, thank you. They all wanted M&Ms, right? Um, but it was only the first kid. It was only the first kid. Um, in fact, my kids, my her grandkids, they learned that the very when they were young, they first started to talk. When they would say thank you, Nana, they would get Nana would pull out her wallet and give some money to them, right? And they're like, thank you, thank you. Every time Nana comes over, they say thank you a lot. Um, and so there's something about it that God, He loves blessing us when we say thank you. And I want to point out four different things that I think are effects of when we actually give Torah, when we actually stop and give gratitude and give this heartfelt thanks. God, thank you for this. It's actually God gives you more. And so I love this. They were already healed. If you didn't catch this, 10 of them were healed, physically healed. Nine of them didn't show their gratitude. But their ingratitude didn't mean they got any less of God's mercy and healing. They all got the same healing, regardless if they were grateful or not. They all still got Jesus' mercy. But the one that came back and worshiped at Jesus' feet and gave thanks, he got fellowship with Jesus. He got some things that Jesus said that I want to highlight to you, some effects of this man giving todah. There's really quick four things. Let's see if we can hit these really quick. When you todah, God says, ta-da, right? When you give thanks, God says, you are glorifying me. First one, when you give thanks to God, you're glorifying God. It says that this man came back and started thanking Jesus. He was just thanking Jesus. And Jesus says, oh, where's the other nine? This one came back to glorify God. So in a sense, when you say thank you, something spiritual is happening. I don't mean this like, I don't want to make this little, but the reality is, yes, like a little four-year-old telling Nana, thank you, they got a dollar bill or a handful of M&Ms. There was something that happened in the natural but I'm telling you, there's something that happens in the supernatural realm when you give thanks. Yes, when you give thanks to God, but I'm saying even when you give thanks to one another. When you say thank you to somebody else, you're actually bringing glory to God. There's things that when I, when I go to a fast food restaurant and this, I don't know, teenager serves me my food, making minimum wage, and I tell him, thank you. I look in his eyes and I say, thank you for serving me well. Thank you. I'm actually giving glory to God. There's actually an opportunity for something spiritual to take place. Hmm. I'll share this. This last week, um, I was having a conversation with someone. And as I was having this conversation with him, this is like me testifying that I'm not always doing the right thing. That's, that's, that's the, not the main point, but it's in there. So as I'm talking to this person, they began to complain about something. And I found myself in that same situation talking about something that normally I'm thankful for. I started complaining about it. And I realized as I walked away, I was like, wow, how did that happen? Because I was really thankful about that situation. And somehow what came out of my mouth was complaining. And I realized because they were caring, complaining on them, they were attracting the demonic. 
they had a sphere of influence where they were just attracting things. I came next to them and started having conversation. I got influenced by the demonic they were attracting, and I started complaining. I was like, wait a second, that's not how it's supposed to go. I'm supposed to give thanks in all circumstances. I'm supposed to give thanks at all times. This is the will of God for us, right? I'm supposed to give thanks. I'm supposed to carry around the angelic. I'm supposed to glorify God. I'm supposed to shift the atmosphere. And I'm just being honest with you. Last week, I failed. I, I came into someone else's presence and I got influenced by their atmosphere. And I'm saying giving thanks actually changes the atmosphere. There's something that goes on supernatural. You are glorifying God. You are attracting angels when you glorify God. I've said it several times over the last several years. If giving thanks is glorifying God, then who is complaining glorifying? <laughs> right? I've said it harshly to my kids, right? Complaining is devil worship. Sounds harsh, but it's just the truth. I, really quick, think about Israel as they were miraculously taken out of Egypt, right? They're brought into the presence of God and they are on their way to the promised land. I could list you a whole bunch of sins that are recorded that they committed, right? As soon as they get out of, the, out of Egypt, they go to the, the mountain, right? And they're so fearful of God, they say, no, we don't want to talk to Moses. You they leave the presence of God. That was a big sin, right? They, Moses goes up onto, the temple, up onto the mount and gets the Ten Commandments. What were they doing while they were doing that? They took all their gold that God had given them and they made an idol and started worshiping an idol, Right? They later on in the wilderness, they tried to overthrow Moses, who was like the best leader of all time. They tried to overthrow Moses and get a new leader. I mean, time after time, there's all kinds of sins I can show you that they committed. But what sin is recorded the most that drives God the most nuts over and over again they committed that God just like, oh, what was it? They're complaining. It wasn't even creating another idol. It was their complaining. God is so frustrated with complaining, and I wonder how many times, oh man, can I get real real? I'm gonna get real, I, this is nowhere in my thought till right now. We're allowed to have opinions and preferences, those are not a sin. I have things I like and things I don't like, right? Some of you might not like that there's no more bricks. That's okay, you're allowed to have an opinion. I'm just gonna be real bold, but if you complained about it, that's a sin. That's me just being, I don't know, how as nice as I can and something that's kind of like I'm stepping on your toes. Fill in the blank. I'm just giving you an obvious one. Whatever it is, you're allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to have preferences and likes and dislikes. But do you recognize when you're complaining? I think the enemy loves to tell you, oh, that's not complaining. That's just your preference. And God this morning is saying, actually, you can glorify me even when you don't get what you want. Even when it's not your preference, you can still give thanks in all circumstances. Hmm. Go a step further. Some of you have politicians that you did not vote for. And you complain. You're allowed to disagree with politicians. I'm not saying you can't disagree with them, but where's your mouth? And I'm saying I'm guilty of it. So I'm not just pointing the finger here. I'm saying I've complained Rather than thank God that you put people in authority over me and I will pray for their benefit. I'll pray that they prosper. I'll pray that God, your grace would abound towards them. I don't have to agree with them. I can still write letters. I can still think, tell them I don't like this decision you made. I'm allowed to say those things, but where is my heart? Do I just complain or am I giving God thanks? And I'm telling you, you glorify God when you give thanks and you're glorifying somebody else when you complain.
Jesus said when this man came back and just said thank you, he was glorifying God. Hmm. The next one, Jesus said, your faith. He didn't say this to anybody else. The man that came back, the one of the 10 that came back, he said, your faith has made you whole. Wait a second, weren't they all healed? All 10 of them were healed. So I'm submitting to you that giving thanks increases your faith. It goes right along. Jen had no idea what I was going to talk about, but during worship, she, she testified to the very same thing. When I give thanks, I give a testimony of what God has already done. I'm pulling my past testimony. God, you did this before, and I'm thanking for you for what you already did in my life, so I'm bringing that into my current situation. I don't see how this can turn for good. I feel this way, but I choose to go over here and say, thank you, God, for what you've done in my life. And as I thank him for things, it builds my faith, right? One of the most popular verses, faith comes by hearing. And sometimes I need to hear myself give thanks, right? There's, there's in scripture, it says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 100% true, it's God's word. I submit to you that sometimes out of the abundance of my mouth, I can change my heart. I don't feel this way. I'm not thinking this way, but I can choose to have things come out of my mouth. God, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm disciplining myself to say thank you again and again, and I get my, I'm getting myself to agree with it. As I hear myself say thank you, I'm building up my faith. Faith comes by hearing. Sometimes I need to hear myself say thank you. I've shared this, I don't know, I, I pick on this a lot, but I hope you know Jen and I have an incredible marriage, but it doesn't mean it's perfect. And so I use it as an example all the time that there's been times where we've disagreed in the past. I'm, I say this, this is not even the last, I don't know, year. It was a long time ago in my life. I can remember she was driving me nuts on something and I knew I was right and she was wrong and she would not budge at all, right? And I'm fuming because I'm so right and she's so wrong and she doesn't have ears to hear. And God reminds me, Ryan, doesn't matter who's right or wrong, I want you to thank me for your wife right now. I didn't, that was the last thing I wanted to do. I don't feel like doing that right now, God. And it, I'm just being honest with you, it didn't come out of my mouth right away. It took me a moment. <sighs> all right, all right, all right, what am I thankful for? I'm just being honest with you. The most incredible woman on the face of the planet, it took me a while to find something to be thankful for. It should have came to me like that. And I should be able to list it for, for, the books can't contain, the world can't contain the amount of books of all the things I can write I'm thankful for. But in that moment, my brain and my emotions were so frustrated, I couldn't think of one thing I'm thankful for. I had to discipline myself. All right, I'm thankful she makes me food. I'm thankful, I'm thankful she makes me food. She makes good food. All right. It had to start somewhere. And I just, okay, I gotta come up with one more than one. I'm thankful she does dishes too. All right, she does a lot in the kitchen. I'm thankful, right? I just had to start, and it wasn't from this heart full of thankfulness. I just was putting it in my mouth. And as I began to say it and be obedient and hear myself the things I'm thankful for, I began to be a weeping mess. I thought, God, you're so good to me. You've given me such an incredible wife. What was I thinking? It doesn't matter if she's right or wrong. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. God, you've given me the best woman on the face of the planet. Faith came into my heart by me filling my mouth with thankfulness. I'm telling you, it works. 
Begin to be thankful. Say it. Begin to make yourself say Discipline yourself to say it. As you say it, I'm telling you. <laughs> a mouth filled with thanks is a heart filled with faith. The next thing, your faith has healed you. Can I tell you, I know that they were all healed, whether they all came back to say thank you or not. But giving thanks is connected to healing. I mean, I can take away, we don't have to talk about the Bible for a little bit. You could talk about all kinds of medical journals and studies. They found that a person that is sick and has disease, that has depression, uh, let me find, I got a quote for you, because it's better than me just trying to say it to you. The Mayo Clinic says this, expressing gratitude is associated with a host of mental and physical benefits. Studies have shown that being thankful can improve sleep, mood, and immunity. Gratitude can decrease depression, anxiety, difficulties with chronic pain, and risk of disease. Remember, this is still Mayo Clinic, says this, remember that behavior changes biology. Your behavior to say thank you actually physiologically changes your biology. Giving thanks brings healing into your life. Doctors and scientists have figured this out. Have we as Christians in the household of God figured this out? Complaining brings division, brings disunity. Giving thanks, oh my goodness, it attracts the healing of God. Yes, not just biology, I'm telling you spiritually, supernaturally, things happen when we give thanks. Hmm. I love this. I stood out to me when I read this story. Jesus didn't tell the 10 lepers, you're healed. What did Jesus say? The 10 lepers said, Jesus, son of, master, have mercy on us. And what was Jesus? He said, go show yourself to the priests. Just reminding you, the priests that day, they didn't have doctors. They didn't have um, hospitals. So the priests were the doctors. They're the ones that would physically check you out and make sure you didn't still have a disease. So in a sense, he was saying, go show yourself to the medical doctors. And then as they went, right, they were healed. Only the person that came back to say thank you to Jesus actually heard the great physician say, you're healed. I wonder how many of us would rather hear someone practicing medicine tell us you're healed, or would you rather hear the great physician tell you you're healed? I'm all for seeking medical professionals. I'm not saying don't do that. But I know that what's rising up with me more and more is I want to hear Jesus tell me I'm healed more than anything. I want his declaration. I want his determination. I want his prognosis. What does Jesus say about me? What does he say about this physical disease? He says, by his stripes, I'm healed. So I've got to learn how to listen to his words over my life. Again, I'm, I'm all for seeing doctors, but do I trust the great physician over someone practicing medicine? Hmm. All right, we'll go on to the next one quick. Fourth one, last one, right? So Jesus said, you brought glory to God the Father, right? In giving tada, no, toda, in giving toda, you glorified God. Your faith is increased. You're physically healed. And really, last one, he says, and you're saved. That word sozo, right? It means healing. It means wholeness, that Greek word. Only the man that came back to give thanks heard Jesus say, you've been made whole, lacking no good thing. 
not just one area of your life healed, not just one thing resolved, but completely healed, saved, and delivered. I've heard other people say, Sandy mentioned it this morning, that we don't know for sure, but maybe all 10 lepers, we, they could have been in different degrees of, of their leprosy. And if you know anything about it, it's a skin disease where eventually parts of your body would fall off, fingers would fall off, and eventually things just die and they fall off. Maybe, maybe there were some of those that had things that had fallen off their body, but as they went, whatever was still left on their body was healed. And they had no more leprosy, no more death and decay was gonna happen any further. But maybe, maybe that leper that came back wasn't only healed of leprosy, doing anything worse, also had his hand grow back out. Also had everything that was robbed and stolen from him be brought back to him. What if it wasn't just physical healing? What if it was this sozo? What if it was inner healing? What if it was all the shame and all being the outcast of society, his wife and kids not being able to see or touch and hug for years? What if all that emotional pain was washed away in an instant? It wasn't just one type of healing. He was made whole and complete. He was saved. Jesus came to heal. I don't know about you, but I read God's word. I take, it, I take him for what he says. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know how you can read the New Testament and see that Jesus healed for three years in his ministry and then it was all done. Because if you keep reading to the end, there's healings all the way through to the revelation. Things are going on where people are physically healed. Miracles taking place. As, as Pastor Raymond shared, I can show you a video. Someone just a few weeks ago at his church, a boy, crippled, hadn't walked in years, stood up and began to walk around. An incredible manifestation of healing. I'm telling you, there's people that have been healed in this room. Someone's back. I, little Van Noy, Amelia prayed over someone. Their back was healed. We've had people over here. Discouragement, depression, anger, completely washed away in the joy of the Lord coming. God is still healing today. But I wonder how many of us don't recognize and don't give honor, don't give credit to Jesus the healer. I'm just being honest with you. I, instead of pointing the finger saying that church over there or you as someone else, I wonder how many of us pointing at me are like those nine lepers. We've got something from God and we know God is good and we know God can heal. But I wanna be like that Samaritan that falls at Jesus' feet and gives full-hearted gratitude to Jesus. And in that, knowing that I am glorifying his Father in heaven, Knowing in that, I'm building up my faith. Knowing in that, that I am being healed. I am being restored. Being saved and delivered. One last thing is, I don't know, Daniel can come on up and the worship team can come back up. We're getting ready to close, but I did feel like I needed to share this. Again, maybe, maybe different than an exact interpretation of that scripture. This is just a thought. I didn't read this from any commentators, so this is, I'll be careful, like I'll stand over here. This is just a thought that came to Ryan's head. Not even the pastor, like Ryan, came to my head. I wonder how many of those nine lepers were healed that day. But as the days, weeks, and months went on, just a question. I wonder if any of them had leprosy come back. 
just again, this is not the interpretation. I'm just, this thought came to my mind. And it connected to something I'm just being real with you in my own life. I've experienced miraculous healing. I've had, whether it was a broken bone or a sprained bone in my leg, I don't know, we never, before I went to the doctors and got an x-ray, we don't know. All I knew, there was excruciating pain in my leg and I couldn't walk. And a pastor prayed over me and he told me to run down the aisle. And I thought he was crazy because I'm like, that's gonna hurt like crazy. But by faith, I said, I'm gonna obey this guy. And I just began to run and he miraculously healed my leg. I've experienced miraculous healing where that pain has never come back once my, the rest of my life. But I've also experienced healing where it was there for a couple days and it came back. And I'm learning to give God thanks and praise that I am healed. Even though that pain came back, God, you healed me. And I was healed for several days and it came back. So I'm gonna keep bringing your testimony. What you did for three days, you can do for three months. What you do for three months, you can do for three years. I'm gonna keep giving you thanks. I'm gonna keep giving you praise. I'm not gonna allow this ailment to stop giving you thanks and praise for who you are and what you do. You are a healer. Other people getting healed and me still having that pain. God, thank you for healing them. Thank you. I will not allow a root of bitterness to spring up. I will just give God thanks in every circumstance. And I'm just giving these opportunities because I feel like there is an opportunity for those in this room that maybe you need healing. As we end service, Maybe you need emotional healing. There's some pain. There's some things that have gone on in your life and you just need some healing. Maybe you do have some physical healing. Shoulder, there's people in the room that have physical pain. It's available. I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna do this big altar call. It's just available to come give God todah. Give him thanks. And say, God, I'm putting faith in the word of the Lord this morning. That like that Samaritan, I'm just gonna give you thanks and I'm gonna trust that you're faithful to your word, that you're gonna increase my faith, that somehow my obedience is gonna bring glory to you, God, and that you will bring healing, you'll bring salvation. So I'm gonna close in a prayer. And as I do, I'm gonna have everybody stand at the end. And if you just wanna respond to that, you feel like, yeah, that's me, I'd like to get healed of something. As I say amen and I have everybody stand, would you just make it one fluid motion? that you would stand and just come forward. And the rest of you, we can just sing one last worship song and be dismissed. But if you want healing, there's tons of room to kneel, just like that man came running to Jesus' feet and knelt and gave thanks and praise. Hmm. Before I pray, I feel like there's an opportunity for someone in the room, specifically, it's being highlighted out of all the things I've said. Or there's someone who's hurt you and you've been trying to forgive. And today God is saying, just come, just come give me thanks and watch me heal, watch me cleanse, watch me wash away. So Jesus joined me as we pray. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that your word does not return void, that it accomplishes what you desire. It will God, you are going to heal someone. I believe that. It's in your desire, it's in your heart, it's in my heart. So we just say yes, God, we respond to the word of the Lord. Yes, Lord, heal me. Yes, Lord, I want to be healed. Son of David, have mercy on me. I will not stand afar off. I'll come running to you, Jesus. 
So Jesus, may you be glorified in my giving thanks today. May I honor you in a life of thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Would you stand with me as we sing one last worship song?